0: Matt Whitaker, former U.S. Acting Attorney General. This is
1: such a great conversation about America, our future, what's going to save our republic. We have a great football player, Matt Whitaker is here, Matt. They tried to bury me, they didn't realize I was a C. It's a touchdown! A-
0: a- Whitaker! Former acting U.S. Attorney General. Under
1: President Trump. I'm going to be an unwavering supporter of law enforcement. Welcome to Liberty and Justice, with your host, Matt Whitaker. Welcome to Liberty and Justice. I'm your host, Matt Whitaker. I'm joined by my good friend and member of Congress, Marionette Miller-Meeks. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. You are, uh, this is episode 38. I would have never imagined when I started this that uh, we would uh, make it this far. But, you know, there may be uh, season two next year. You never know.
0: We're delighted to hear that, and um, we know people are clamoring for the truth. Yeah. Um, they're clamoring for an honest conversation, and that's what you deliver.
1: Well, you know, we'll try to keep with that tradition um, you're in you're in Iowa, um you're a fellow Iowan, uh, we're proud Iowans, and you know you're out on the campaign trail. I'm sure these last two weeks are going to be extremely busy. What's a day in the life of a uh, member of Congress that's <laughs> seeking reelection like?
0: Well, let me just say 14 days to go. So we cannot wait until this campaign uh, season is over. We just sense a lot of momentum, a lot of energy. I mean, people are just fed up uh, with what's going on in Washington, D.C. They're fed up with the Biden administration. And so a day in the life of the congresswoman. So I started very early this morning uh, answering uh, texts and emails at 6 a.m., was on the road at 7 had our first event at nine o'clock, and it will be all day today. We're going to try to squeeze in some door knocking with one of the state senators so we can help them to get uh, reelected in this new district because, you know, not only is it election time, but this is redistricting. Uh, and so many of uh, us are undergoing our first reelection, which is typically your hardest, especially in a uh, swing district such as Southeast Iowa. And we're undergoing our hardest reelection in a new district. So you've got double those challenges, you know, Friday uh, morning, we have a interview at 7.30 in the morning. Then we've got a conservative breakfast club to talk to at eight. Then we've got, um, I can't even remember what the rest of the, like three more events stacked up back to back. And then we have some official tours uh, mixed in with that. Uh, so it will be very busy up until 8 p.m. on November eighth. Yeah.
1: Well, that's fantastic. I. You know, having campaigned a couple times myself for public office in Iowa and uh, supporting so many good candidates, including you, um, one of the things that I don't think people totally understand, even though the Iowa caucuses every four years tries to remind them, is that Iowa is a very retail politics state. You don't just put up TV and radio ads and sit back on your couch and uh, you know wait for election day. You are out every day talking to people, talking to them about the issues they care about. Um, so what are you hearing uh, as you talk to our fellow islands?
0: Well, there isn't a place i go where they don't talk about the high prices of gasoline, diesel, food, uh, now electricity, prices for rent going up, people having problems getting supplies. If they're employers, it's getting labor, even though they've raised wages. And then it's getting, uh, you know, inputs. Uh, so costs have gone up trem- uh, tremendously. You also hear a lot about what's happening at the border. I mean, people know that in the uh, you know, less than two years of this presidency, almost 5 million people have come across our border Illegally, our Customs and Border Protection agents are just overwhelmed. They're demoralized. Um, And it's not just the people, it's the fentanyl that's coming across. It's the people on the terror watch list that are coming across. Even last night, we had a rally with Governor Reynolds and Ambassador Nikki Haley. And we were in Davenport and then took the bus to Cedar Rapids. And at Cedar Rapids, I met someone from my district, from the new district whose um, brother-in-law is uh, a, a, an agent at the border, mm-hmm. and they are just – he said, do whatever you can to help. Please help them. They're just – they're miserable. They're unhappy. They're not doing their job. They know – you know, we know what's coming across, but we also have the known unknowns and the unknown yeah. uh, unknowns. So – You know, we know what we're not capturing, but there's also a lot of stuff that we're, we don't even know that we're not capturing, whether that's drugs or people on the terror watch list. So the border, crime, inflation, um, prices going through the roof. And then education, I'm gonna tell you, parents are so mad and, you know, um, every Democrat in Congress voted to keep schools closed. They were supportive of vaccine mandates and mask mandates. People didn't even know until I brought it to their attention in April, that we were still masking three and four year olds in Head Start, and we I sent letters to the administration, letters to Secretary Becerra, to Secretary Cardona, um, and so it wasn't until just a few weeks ago that we stopped the masking of three and four year olds, our most vulnerable children, the ones who need the help the most, and you know the learning loss that they've experienced, this the speech, um, you know problems that they may incur from being masked for over two years is just unconscionable to me so parents are fed up people are unhappy you know the majority of people in the united states and in iowa think the country is on the wrong track and they're correct it's on the wrong track but the cavalry is coming we're here we expect the republicans to you know to win and to win big but you know it doesn't happen we don't get a red wave without people Yeah,
1: i agree and i'm encouraging everyone um to vote however they possibly can uh you know in iowa we have some early voting. I know that the legislature's kind of trimmed that up a little bit to make sure that it uh, makes sense. We don't have like a voting season followed by a counting season. And maybe we have more of an election day followed by, which in Iowa. We that have. was our
0: fifth season in Iowa, voting season. Yeah.
1: But, um, you know, I think as I was preparing for this discussion, I just, there's three things that stand out in my mind. Um, and one, I, I really don't want you to comment about. The second one. We'll briefly touch on, and then the third one, I really want to get to the bottom line, and I think one and three are related. I think, first of all, some people go to Congress uh, to be somebody. And you went to Congress, and in your first term, were determined to do something. And I think you are you have to be, and this is going to make a lot of my friends upset. Uh, I think you're one of the hardest working members of Congress, not only in getting stuff done, but also serving your constituents. So I just want to give you kudos on that. I think the second thing and one of your ca- claims to fame is that if I remember right um you won your first election in 2020 by six votes. Um And, you know, there was some threat by the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, that she was going to not seat you, et cetera, et cetera. I think most right-minded, normal people, including your fellow citizens on both sides of the aisle in Iowa, said, no way. She won the election. We trust our elections in Iowa. We know that we got the vote right. She won by six. I expect, I'm making a bold prediction as an aside. I think you'll at least double uh, your your wild success uh, and win by more than 12 votes. Um, which is double your six. But most importantly, I think the thing that struck me um, is just how much you've accomplished as a member of the minority party uh, currently in Congress. You know, you've actually accomplished uh, legislation, which if some of your colleagues would do as much, maybe we could solve some of these intractable problems.
0: Well, two things on that. Sometimes we pass too much regulation. So shortening the amount of time that we're in D.C. or in Des Moines, Uh, maybe, maybe a good thing, but you're correct. I didn't go to Congress to be uh, to be a show horse. I went to Congress to be a workhorse. That's what I've done my entire life. You know, when I left home at 16 to find a way to become a doctor uh, from a family of 10 with my parents when no one had ever gone to college, it took hard work uh, and I'm used to that. Uh, it's what I know how to do best is to work hard, put my nose to the grindstone and just keep at something. I'm very tenacious, very persistent. And please don't tell me no, because that just means I'm gonna work harder in the opposite direction. Um, But no, I think passing 13 bills in a minority is no small feat. And part of this is, you know, it really comes from the people that I meet in Iowa. I come back to Iowa as often as I can. I'm out in the district, I talk to people, and they would let me know of their concerns, their issues, their problems. And sometimes you can do something by having a conversation with an agency, but sometimes it requires legislation. Uh, and then I just have a great staff. So I have a staff that knows that I want to accomplish things. Uh, they know that I'm kind of nerdy and I like policy. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think you're right. 13 bills and a minority. I've been to the, you know, had five of them at the privilege of. Having signed at the White House, um, I don't know if I should be, uh, you know, proud of that or not, uh, but there are people who say don't do anything. I didn't compromise any of my principles uh, in order to pass the legislation that I did. Four of the bills that I passed were unanimous. That's how good those bills were. And they are common sense things, uh, things related to our veterans, uh, things related to, uh, you know, uh, lowering uh, fuel costs for individuals, uh, education. But they're common sense things that people would approve. And, you know, Ronald Reagan said it best, and I've heard you say this before, Matt, and that is you can get a lot done if you don't care who gets the credit.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I also um, can only imagine what you will accomplish when you have the majority um in this in the uh, January of 2023 but let's 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 pivot and talk a little bit about um the campaign and uh you know how it's going uh I, you know again you're in Iowa has you know really 3 of the 4 congressional districts are super competitive um and so you know you don't um you don't get escaped by really any election season including this one what what are you what are you seeing uh where where are your successes um and talk a little bit about i guess you know the, the district and you know kind of the the place that you love uh, you know i know that uh Wapolo county is uh certainly near and dear to your heart but uh you know you also have places like davenport and knoxville and so many great little cities and bergs and uh my parents uh hometown of Keokuk, Iowa, which I would encourage all my yeah. relatives in Keokuk and Lee County to vote for you for sure.
0: Well, thank you. And I was just in Keokuk over the weekend, so I went down there for a meet and greet and then did some door knocking. And so we will we'll be going to Keokuk again uh, next, uh, well, it's the first week of November. I think we're... Uh, we have uh, we're going to do a rally with the uh, governor Reynolds. So if everything stays planned, we're going to be down there in Keokuk. Uh, but I love Iowa. I am not from Iowa. I moved here um, 36, 37 years ago and have loved it ever since. Uh, love all parts of the district, love, love traveling the district. And you're so correct. Iowa is a retail politics state. And because I like meeting with people and that's where I get my energy and my inspiration and my you know, um, you know, the things that I work on, you always have grand ideas of what you want to accomplish, but then it gets down to serving people. And so sometimes your grand ideas and grand policy, which can be very difficult to accomplish in the minority, you focus on the people that you serve. And so the legislation you pass ends up being, um, you know, in answer to their problems and their issues. But the, the biggest challenge to me was um, you know, uh, taking care of the 24-county district that I currently am the representative for, but then getting to know the new district and the new counties. So you've still got all of your existing counties, but then you've got four new counties that you have to get to know on top of that. So getting to know uh, Jackson, Jones, Iowa, and Warren Counties uh, as well as continuing to go to uh, the, the current counties. This probably, um, after September, was probably the last time I've gone to some of the counties that will no longer be in the district that I'll represent. Retail politics, being around people is so very important. To me, um, you know, we're in a swing district, as you said. This is a purple district. It's the most Democrat district in Iowa. It has more Democrats registered than Republicans. And then nonparties outrank uh, both Democrats and Republicans. So it's a tough district. It has the University of Iowa, which tends to be very liberal. It also has Fairfield, Iowa, and Jefferson County, which also tends to be very liberal. And so you've got this mix of people along the river. You've got unions. You've got farmers. You've got university college educated. We've got both community colleges and then private colleges. So it is a very tough district in which to, uh, to navigate. But to me, the way that you counteract you know, someone who's running uh, a TV campaign is to go out and meet Mm -hmm. people when people meet you face to face they shake your hand they look you in the eye they ask you a question um and it's hard to dodge those questions when people are looking you in the eye and i just find that it's it's better just to be candid to be who i am be authentic because people can tell if you're not sincere people know right away iowans know um, and then that gives them pause. And so I think for us to be able to to navigate the district, be as many places as we can, meet people face to face, is critical to winning this district. And then part of that is, you know, raising the money We're our district is the most inefficient media market. So it's a tough district because just to reach 60 percent of our voters. Um, You have to be in three different media markets, and that's the three most expensive in Iowa. So we're not like New York or Chicago or San Francisco, but we're inefficient. And so that creates some issues for us being able to reach all of our voters that we want to reach, including the independents. But we've been able to do that. We've been able to be successful. And as I said, I have both a great campaign team and both a a great congressional team. So, um, you know, when I'm in district visiting, I'm doing my congressional work. I'm doing my campaign work. uh, And I feel very good about what is happening. We already discussed what's concerning to people. Um, You know it as well as I do. You feel it when you're in Iowa. uh, And I think it's the same throughout the country. Um, but it's not it's not enough for people to be fed up. Yeah. Um people wanna know what you're gonna do and how you're gonna help them. And I'll just give you a you know, a little um you know, a little tidbit last night when we were at our rally um and I had mentioned seeing television when we were uh passing through uh on the bus and I said I saw uh you know video of President Biden showing that he was getting vaccinated, getting his booster. And I'm going, it just shows you how tone deaf he is. You know, what do we want as people? we want to know that our president is looking out for our best interest that he has a plan a plan to reduce costs a plan to lower gas prices other than draining the spr that he has a plan uh, you know to get food prices down he has a plan something he's going to do to help with crime something you know what's he going to do on the border what are we going to do about these 87,000 irs agents and is it fair for someone like me like you like you know millions of other people across our country that have you know paid off their school loans or didn't go to college or saved money and did without so they could pay for their kids college or someone who's in college paying their way. Is it okay for them to just you have an executive order and forgive student loans? So these are the kinds of things people want to know the answers to these questions. They don't want to see their president out and getting vaccinated. It's fine that he does it, but this isn't the beginning of the pandemic. Right now, we have severe problems, severe crises. That are self-made through the Biden administration, and we haven't even touched on national security, yeah. uh, which I know is an issue near and dear to your heart.
1: Yeah, and it's hard not to believe, um, as you look at it, that many of these um, outcomes—whether it's an insecure border, whether it's a uh, you know expensive gasoline—you um, know, kind of some of these challenges that we're facing—are totally intentional, um, or at least yes. completely predictable based on their policies. Uh, that Joe Biden has implemented, and you know i mean i i i've, I've, I've heard two great things um, along those lines in in recently, and i don 't think I came up with either one of them, but it just uh, on the student loan forgiveness it just it 's shocking to me that we we are asking plumbers who never went to college or couldn't go to college or you know you you know how hard you worked to become a doctor uh, we 're asking those plumbers and those people that didn 't take out student loans to pay off for lawyers and, uh, you know, political science majors and, and everyone else. I, I just think that's, I think that's an astonishing and it's a completely, a, 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 a callous play to, to buy votes. And, you know, I mean, again, they, I don't think they have any intention or belief that it's going to actually work. Um, and I, and that's what makes it even more callous. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm I'm just I'm shocked that that that's 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 their you know kind of current um, political go to market uh, is that that's one of yeah. their main things. Um, you know they are you know they're again they're trying to divide us. I mean I look at our country and I you know I just, I, I read so much and I, I you know because I'm. I don't have to uh, campaign every day and and do the kind of the things that you do. Um, you know, I get to join my friends uh, uh, sometimes on the campaign trail and and get just a taste of it enough. But I know that I can, you know, sort of not have to live, breathe, and eat, and mostly you know call everybody I possibly know or can think of. Um, but that being said, you know, I just I, I admire those, including you, um, who first of all raise your hand and look for a way to serve. But secondly, have so much real world experience. Uh, you know, you didn't come at this as someone that was kind of a career politician. You you actually came at it as very much a, a citizen uh, that thought there were some challenges, and you raised your hand and you said, I want to be a part of the solution. And so I've just, I, I admire your career. And, you know, not only are you a friend, but I'm a big fan of yours and, you know, any. Time I can help, uh, you know, sort of help you, you know, at least double your victory margin. Uh, I certainly will. Uh, In the few minutes we have left, um, you know, obviously you're out there on the campaign trail. Anybody that wants to come out, say hello, shake your hand, talk about what challenges or issues they would love help with. You know, you're you're probably the most accessible uh, member of Congress, at least that I know uh, personally. Um, how how you know which tell me about your campaign website, how can people get involved? Um, how can they donate and otherwise uh, you know participate in your reelection?
0: Well, thank you so much for that and uh, certainly they can go to Winred. Uh, and then they can, um, you know, search for my name and we'll come up in the Win win red side. Uh, they can it's also Marionette go Miller to doctor.
1: It's, it's on the sign behind yes. you, but I just want to make sure everyone, and it'll be on the at the bottom of uh, our uh, broadcast. Uh, but I just, you know, Marionette Miller Meeks, uh, member of Congress from then, Iowa's uh, second district, correct? Second should yes, and
0: it'll be running for reelection in the 1st Congressional District. So. Okay. But then uh, Dr. D.R. Miller-Meeks, uh, with no punctuation, DrMillerMeeks.com is the website. They can go there also. Um, there's not a lot of Miller-Meeks, so if you Google my name, I'm going to pop up. Uh, But, you know, I I will tell you, just like when I raised my right hand and swore in when I became enlisted and then ended up spending 24 years in the military, this is just another service to our country. Um, I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, I am proud of our country. I'm proud of our state from our you know, combines to our colleges, from our fields to our factories in Iowa. We are proud to be Iowans. We are proud of our nation. We know we live in the greatest nation on this earth. And quite honestly, Matt, it's it's humbling and it's an honor to serve this country. And there is no sacrifice too great to make sure that everyone has the opportunities that we have had. So whatever it takes to get that done, we're going to do that to preserve this great nation.
1: Well, that's a highlight of this show. And I've had, like I said... Thirty. This is episode thirty-eight, and how I couldn't have said it better myself, Marionette. Thank you so much for your time. Um, you know, look forward to seeing you uh, on the campaign trail. Unfortunately, my schedule is calling me to go help my friend uh, Adam Laxalt in Nevada for the first week in November. I got to get out and uh, see him, but I will be back uh, in Iowa to 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 conclude it. I might go door knocking with. Uh, Bill Gustoff or Jack Whitver or maybe, you know maybe if we have time we'll come out to southeastern That's Iowa. Great. All right,
0: we're watching Adams race very closely, so we're keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah, he
1: was great last night on Hannity, and uh, he's a he's a good guy and a good friend, and uh, he'll be a great senator from Nevada. So, Marionette, thank you for being on Liberty and Justice.